this is Coach's Chat, and I'm Betsy Foster. You are in for some thoughtful conversations with fitness industry professionals, musings on current topics in the wellness field, and actionable advice for building a thriving career as a fitness professional. At Foster Strength, my mission is to lead and educate colleagues in the fitness industry to deliver client-centered coaching that gets clients real results built on sound scientific principles, encourages them to build a long and fulfilling relationship with exercise, and disrupts toxic fitness culture to foster an inclusive industry. Let's get going. Welcome back to another episode of Coaches Chat. I'm your host, Betsy Foster, and I'm excited to talk to you today. Something that is important to me. I am team yes excuses. So you'll hear sometimes either on the internet uh, or on like the motivational posters that you can find in the back of TJ Maxx, team no excuses. The idea that health and fitness, your workouts, your nutrition, Um, Every little thing about your health and wellness experience has to come before everything else in your life. And I think those posters are great um, for 11-year-olds with no adult responsibility, and they feel cool and they sound cool. Um, and, And there's some kernel in there. I always try to see sort of like the nuance and things. There's some kernel of of a good idea in that you have to make this a priority to get it done. But the truth of the matter is for real general population, adult clientele, excuses are a part of the game. And I think one, let's talk a little bit about the language around excuses. Are your children's needs excuses? Are your work demands excuses? Are your financial restrictions excuses? Are your caring for elderly relatives excuses? Are your um, home needs and your sort of like uh, to-do list chores excuses? No, oftentimes this is sometimes things that just have to get done. And they often for people whose jobs aren't health and fitness have to come first. So we could belabor the point of, oh, people just need to put their health and fitness as priority number one, and then they could get it done. If you didn't have excuses, you'd get it done. Or we can be thoughtful coaches who consider the whole person and help individuals develop the skills to later face those excuses, or as I prefer to call them sort of like unexpected challenges or hiccups or competing priorities, as those come up, we can help our clients have the skills to face them and then um, pivot and or um, adapt. You know, adaptation The ability to adapt is, I believe, one of the 
truly greatest keys to consistency in a lot of things, but certainly in health and fitness. And we can help our clients develop the skills to better adapt so that they can maintain that consistency and so they can move toward the progress of their goals. So that's what we're going to talk a little bit about here, how you as a trainer, by adapting a yes excuses mentality, you leave space for an individual one to show you and tell you and really be their honest selves about what their priorities are. And all of them don't have to have health and fitness as their priorities. You let them be their own unique individual. And then you help them incorporate sustainable health and fitness habits that they can maintain over a long time. That is far more valuable than a two-week motivation of no excuses where someone maybe make some initial progress, but can't ultimately keep that up because it doesn't allow for their the reality of their lives. Now, I am sure there are some circumstances, you could probably fight me on some circumstances where no excuses works well. That probably, I think, works better in a locker room for a professional athlete who's financial needs are certainly being met and whose number one priority is this sport and health and fitness. But for, again, for our average clientele, for the folks that we're seeing in the gym, that's going to be different. That's going to be different. And we demonstrate our value and our expertise when we understand that and when we're able to help clients actually manage that in their real lives. The other thing that I hate about the no excuses is that it it almost, without explicitly saying so, kind of gives you the idea of like what good health and fitness is or what someone should be aspiring to. Um, you know, the no excuses doesn't usually leave room for like, a gentle walk or doesn't leave room for someone who maybe doesn't want to do six grueling workouts a week. It's really it's really not all encompassing of a variety of different bodies and experiences and things like that. So you know I'm not into that. So your the no excuses mentality is is just simply doing clients a disservice because maybe it's helping someone get a little bit more of a like instantaneous result, but it doesn't help in terms of um, longevity, consistency in the long haul. And I also think it just kind of like, I don't know, robs people of their humanity. You're just looking at someone as like a I don't know, you're not considering the rest of their lives. And for most of the general population clientele, the rest of our lives is more important. It's more important to them than exercise. And you saying that exercise needs to be the most important thing is short-sighted, not very does not incorporate a lot of critical thought around who they are. And then and then 
doesn't create sort of that uh, rich coaching relationship. So I want to talk a little bit about what you can do to help someone sort of um, uh, adopt this yes excuses mindset and build the skill set that helps them um, adapt in the long run. And I also... I also want to talk a little bit about how this can help you in your coaching, having allowing yourself some room for excuses, i.e. Uh, adaptation under certain circumstances. So like I said before, number one, fitness is something that fits into folks' lives, especially when we're working with general population clientele rather than the other way around. Their life doesn't need to fit into their fitness. And as a coach, you can help them begin to understand that. This doesn't necessarily mean that you can't be a hard ass sometimes. Can't mean that you doesn't mean that you can't be like a little bit of a um someone who expects something or pushes somebody. Uh, I think sometimes everybody, um, when I am think when I'm talking a little bit about having greater emotional intelligence, greater empathy, greater compassion for our clients, it means that I'm not like pushing my clients. Oh, you can push, 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 push. I love to do that. My clients will tell you that I push them a lot, but at the forefront of everything, I understand who they are as a human being and I treat them as such. And I find the opportunities where I can push within what will make them feel um, feel energized, feel driven, and yet uh, not pushing too hard and understanding the delicate nature of the delicate balance required to seeing someone as a human being providing compassion and giving them the push they need. So this, again, yes, excuses doesn't mean you just let somebody sort of pick however they want to do it or they don't have to do the last two reps because they're tired or whatever that may be. It's more about saying, I understand that this has to fit in your life. And so let's create some strategies so when something comes up, you can still fit this in your life. It's really the key to sustainability. Now, the, the biggest takeaway from this, and I think what, I, what is most important here, is understanding that the idea of being able to adapt is a skill. So we can just, I think what also the no excuses mindset tells someone, it tells someone like, you got to adapt on the spot. There's no room for excuses. You've got to get this done. Whereas yes, excuses or whatever you want to call it. I'm just calling it that because it's kind of like uh, cutesy and works as a reminder with yes, excuses. What I'm saying to you is things are going to come up. Let's develop the skills you need to adapt under any circumstance. To be able to say to yourself, oh, 10 minutes will be fine today. 
or to say, I can't get to the gym, but I could do something at home. Or to say to yourself, you know, today isn't going to happen, but that doesn't mean I have to throw in the towel on all my goals and wait to do anything again until next Monday. You hear that? You hear that by accepting and anticipating the fact that challenges are going to come up. Excuses are going to come up. There is no way to avoid them. But by anticipating it and developing the skill set, we can better uh, approach it and adapt when it comes time to face those inevitable challenges. And this is this is the kind of work that you can do with your clients in session. So between exercises, in rest periods, you're getting to know a little bit about what kinds of things create barriers or create obstacles for them in their day-to-day. And then you're actually talking through, what do you think would work if this comes up again? Would you be able to do X, Y, or Z? Or even ask them, in an ideal world, if that were to come up, what would you do to switch things in the heat of the moment? In that question, I've turned the whole onus of planning and developing a strategy to the client, and they're oftentimes able to articulate in their own words what they would do. So again, it's just about developing a skill. We can't just drop our clients into the deep end and say, figure it out. I mean, you can. I just don't think that works very well um, for long term. I don't think oftentimes many people love being um, dropped in the deep end with no help. Otherwise, why would they have hired you? And we make ourselves more valuable to that client when we actually help them almost fortify health and fitness in their life. So yes, they love the accountability of coming to your session. They love that you're designing the workouts, but literally that's one to three hours a week. How are you helping them really, really, really make this something that works within their life? That's where helping them develop this skill comes along. So this is something that you can also use in your own coaching. Sometimes we think like the no excuses mindset means that you can't ever have a hiccup in how you approach your programming, or you heard a a hard and fast rule one time. And so it's got to be that way. You as a coach or a trainer, I mean, in your own health and fitness, you are probably facing obstacles as well. Just because you work in a gym or just because you like exercise doesn't mean you always get it in. So, you know, you have to create these strategies for yourself. But the same thing with how you work for your clients. Let's say the workout didn't go well yesterday. Are you going to Is your no excuses mindset going to be like, I'm just going to do the same thing next week and it is going to work no matter what. I'm just going to force it to work. That strategy oftentimes is pretty ineffective. How can you help yourself adapt so that you're able to um, face the challenges that come up? 
when a when a client comes in and they can't do the squats today because they're feeling discomfort, are you saying no excuses to them? Or are you saying to yourself, hmm, I don't know what this is and I don't want them to be uncomfortable. I am the expert here and I have things I can pull from. How can I adapt in these circumstances to make this experience better for my clients? That's another, that's how that shows up for you in your coaching. So let's talk about three things you can do to start adopting a uh, yes excuses or let's call it adaptability for sustainability um, mindset with your clients. First, it's sort of dispelling, number one, dispelling the myth of no excuses with your clients. So just talking them through. I hear you're really frustrated with the fact that you didn't get your three workouts in last week. And I I admire how much you want to get that in. But I want you to understand that getting two in is always going to be better than getting none in if that's if that's what you wanted or some weeks rest is important or I know that your kids were so happy you made it to that school play that this week those two workouts are going to be so much better than having skipped it to get the third one in. So just allowing them to hear that from you and to also hear that just because you get derailed on Tuesday doesn't mean that the week is a wash or the month is a wash or the year is a wash and that you have to wait to start again. You are letting them know that in your coaching atmosphere, what you want to create is the ability to do as much as you can without, without judgment, without sort of uh, penalty and create an adaptability for sustainability mindset. Then the next thing, after you've sort of clarified that that is going to be the sort of environment that you're creating, the next step is actually anticipating some of the most common quote unquote excuses for them so that you can create a strategy ahead of time. And this is about knowing your client. It's about uh, thinking about sort of what their biggest priorities are, asking them about their work demands, work schedule, about their families, about their travel requirements, really getting an understanding about that. Getting an understanding that, you know, it, when, when dinner goes awry and they didn't have a plan for Thursday night dinner, they throw in the towel completely eat in a way that doesn't make them feel good, and it spirals them from Thursday to Monday morning. Okay, I hear that that's a hard thing for you and that you get frustrated immediately when it can't go perfectly on Thursday night. What can we do on Thursday night or Friday morning to just make one of those things a little bit, make you feel a little bit better about the choices you're making? Again, you're not trying to... Tell them that, that you know, they just got to fix Thursday night. 
you're talking about little things that might help them be better prepared in that circumstance so that it doesn't have to be an all or nothing. No excuses is just another way of saying all or nothing. So again, number one, you're going to uh, let your clients know that you have a yes excuses or yes we anticipate obstacles mindset, an adaptability for sustainability mindset. Your second is going to help them actually strategize around the most common excuses, obstacles that they face and how they can adapt under those circumstances to still make the best of that situation so that we can sort of continue to make progress toward that those goals at whatever pace is appropriate for them. And the third one is then just celebrating when they do that. This is maybe the easiest one, but often one we don't we don't do enough of. If someone had a challenge where they were never getting their, you know, starting on Wednesday, their movement dropped a ton. They were never getting workouts in. They got a a Sunday workout in, a Monday workout, a Tuesday workout in, and then they were getting frustrated because they were sedentary the whole rest of the week. And they told you they got a 20-minute walk-in on the weekend. You better throw them a party. You know what I mean? But like, get excited for them. The more that you can celebrate them, the more you can get excited for them, the more you uh, keep that wheel going. You are setting in motion um, or at least helping them keep in motion that progress toward the goal at whatever pace it's going. It, it feels terrible for someone to have made a change, adapted something, and then not get just a little bit of feedback about that. So that's something to be really aware of. Sometimes we get lost in sort of the big picture things and forget the little things and how we can celebrate them. All right, so that's that was you know, the, the idea today in that, yes, no excuses is pervasive in fitness culture because you got to prioritize this in order to reach your goals. But prioritizing something looks different for everybody. And as a thoughtful, compassionate, client-centered coach, allowing room for or anticipating potential excuses and helping your clients develop the skills to face them and adapt is super valuable and a requirement of your coaching. So as a reminder, one, you're going to make it clear to your clients that that is the kind of environment you're creating. Yes, I know things are going to come up and that's okay. I know this isn't your number one priority. What can we do to still make progress to your goal and for you to let fitness fit in your life versus the other way around? Two, I'm going to help you strategize around those most common um, obstacles that come up so that when they do, you can face it and you can adapt in the pressure-filled moments. And third, I'm going to celebrate you when you do those things because that is a huge feat 
to be able to adapt, to be able to change, and to be able to still make progress toward that goal. All right, so I hope you're on team. I'm sorry, I slapped at the mic. Uh, I hope you're on team yes excuses with me. Um, I'll wrap up here by saying if you need anything from me, you can visit BeFosterStrong.com or as always, I'm always on Instagram at Foster underscore strength. If you're local to the Gainesville area, we're less than two weeks away from the free fitness professionals networking event, the Fit Career Connect. Um, A nice, relaxing, happy hour at First Magnitude Brewing Company, uh, Friday, June 3rd from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. Uh, meet people who are doing the same thing or things like you in your area, create some solidarity in the community and um, potentially connect on future collaborations. It's just going to be a really nice, relaxed atmosphere um, and an ability and an opportunity to meet some new people. So if you want to join for that and your local bfosterstrong.com slash fitcareerconnect name and email address. And if you drop coaches chat in the referred by, um, you can get an extra drink ticket. I really hope to see you there. If you're not local, no worries. This is a, my online business reaches lots of other places and I'm going to find some opportunities for networking and connection, um, for people beyond Gainesville. So I appreciate you, um, listening to that while we get ready for, for that event, but there's tons of resources for my non-local folks too on bfosterstrong.com. As always, reach out to me. I'm here and do amazing things. Until next time, 